0: Is Drew here, I want to welcome you on to a brand new episode of Phoenix Down. This is Phoenix Down, episode number 68.0, and we are continuing our year of the JRPG with Final Fantasy twelve. A big one. Yeah, uh, the first Final Fantasy game we have done for the show, uh, even though the show is based off of a healing item in Final Fantasy but, uh, yeah, I have with me Matt.
1: Hello, friends.
0: So, yeah, Final Fantasy XII, um, as we do with the beginning of every series, we talk about our history with the game. Uh, Matt, why don't you go first?
1: Um, my history with the game was really, I, I guess, more history than I've had with any Final Fantasy other than seven. So... I, I was I was interested in 12 before it came out. I never really played much of 10 and I, I guess I would say around the time I really started to get into RPGs was probably between these two games between 10 and 12. So I play a little bit of 10 but wasn't really excited for it prior to it coming out but 12 is the one I was geared up for uh, not only because it was the next big, single-player Final Fantasy game, but also I really like the look of it. I still do. It to me feels so much different than the other Final Fantasies that I've tried. Less comical, less large in scope. And I I don't know, I was real excited for it. I bought the Special Edition when it came out. Oh, wow. Uh, Yeah, with the steel case. It wasn't like a, a Extravagant special edition, but I did get the steel case, which I, I really like. It's gorgeous. I mean, all of the Final Fantasy art is gorgeous, but uh, on the steel case it looks especially good. And I, I put a fair amount of time into it. Uh, again, probably more than any other Final Fantasy other than 7. I played about 18 hours, I think, was my last point, and then I got stuck in the game. Meant to go back to it and then flash forward twelve years. I haven't touched it since. Gotcha. I think I still have the. I think I still have the save somewhere.
0: You still have the game too, right? Yep, still have the game. But you are playing the Zodiac Age version, correct?
1: Yep, but I am playing the Zodiac Age. Um, if I'm going to go back to it, again, as I mentioned last week, I think this time I'm going to pull the perfect chronology version of this and not play through the original just because I have it because it, <laughs> it it meant something to me to finish the first one in this case it's a game I already love and I want to play the best cleanest most polished version of this game I can because I'm hoping that I enjoy it as much as I wanted to and did the first time I tried to play it
0: right so uh my history with this game is I have no history with this game <laughs> So, this game came out in October of 2006. Um, which, uh, if many of you know, the Xbox 360 came out in 2005 in November. I purchased an Xbox 360, uh, a few months after launch when you could actually find one. And, uh, I never looked back. Uh, Uh. PS2, Xbox, GameCube, that was old, that was old news. And a year later, Final Fantasy XII came out on PlayStation 2, and I was like, who gives a crap about that? I'm on, I'm on the next gen, man.
1: So this did come out, what, less than a month before the PS3?
0: Uh, Somewhere around in there, yeah.
1: So it looks like November 17th the PS3 launched?
0: Yeah, so a little bit less than a month before the PS3 came out.
1: And I don't think I got a PS3 until early 2007, Due to having to get a second job and all that, yeah. Um, so yeah, for me it was right in that sweet spot. I didn't have a 360. I didn't get a 360 until much later. Uh, in this game, you know, as I was, I guess, missing out on the 360, wishing I could play Gears. This was probably the best, uh, the the biggest launch for me in that window. Actually it eclipsed some other eclipsed some other games that year that I was just looking what else came around came out around that time and I missed some games in 06. Oh yeah. I actually this is weird. I was looking through the like games that released in two thousand and six and there was two things I discovered today doing that. One, I never knew there was a fourth Onamushi game. Yeah. Yeah. Never even heard of it, never played it. I adored the first three. Never even knew there was a fourth one.
0: And the other revelation?
1: Well, I, I to follow up on that, I immediately ordered it today on eBay. So <laughs> it will be coming at some point. I must play. I've been I've been waiting for a fourth Oto game for years. Little did I know it came out twelve years ago.
0: No genre Renault no in that one. But uh, yeah, uh, but that's that's pretty much my history with it. the The funny thing is, is this is the least familiar Final Fantasy. I have ever seen i i I have said that this is the only final fantasy I've never played that's not true. I have never played f- fourteen. I played a little bit of twelve and said this is an m m o and I don't care um, eleven uh, or eleven excuse me, and then um I never played fourteen, which is the new m m o uh, yeah, and I never played twelve um and it, it's not as fact as going like I've never played twelve. Up until probably about a year ago, I had never seen a screenshot of this game. I didn't even know what it looked like.
1: That's crazy. Yeah. Because the I- Im- imagery of this game is one of the things that sold me so early.
0: So, uh, from what I understand, and I'm, so I'm sure somebody can correct me, I believe Final Fantasy XII takes place in the Final Fantasy Tactics universe. Ah. Uh. I could be wrong. Now, I've played Final Fantasy Tactics, uh and Final Fantasy Tactics has a very interesting art style. And it's the art style that characters don't have noses. <laughs> it's weird because in like anime, like the little anime cuts or not cutscenes, but like in Final Fantasy Tactics, if you look at like their character profiles and stuff like that, they didn't draw noses. And I can kind of see that in Final Fantasy twelve. Like there's no lining. Of their nose, and if they're looking at you straight on, you can't tell if they have a nose or not. <laughs> it's true. Um, but yeah, that's, I mean, like, up and like, I didn't even know there was rabbit people in this game. Uh, so it was, I was just like, oh, okay. And actually, I, I saw a screenshot, and it was of two rabbit people, and I was like, what is this from a game? And they're like, oh, it's Final Fantasy XII. I'm like, I did not know that this was Final Fantasy Twelve yeah, that's crazy. And I have never seen gameplay. The first time I booted this game up was the first time I've ever seen gameplay of this game.
1: Wow, it's such a weird, like, hidden gem, like, to discover this game and see it for the first time.
0: So, yeah. Um, and then when I saw the gameplay, see, I've, I've had people tell me, oh, it's real-time. I was like, okay. And I didn't know what that meant. Yeah, um, but yeah it's straight-up real-time as in... Walk around between attacks. Yeah, walk around between attacks. The the only F- Final Fantasy fanfare you'll ever hear is after you beat a boss fight, and people stand around awkwardly and it says congratulations. <laughs> it's so weird, <laughs> but um, yeah, this is this is like the this is legit like a brand new game for me. I have never experienced this whatsoever. Um. The Zodiac Age, I'm trying to find the differences between the two. Uh, you may know better than I do. Um, I know
1: that the license board is one of the big ones, aside from the visual updates.
0: So the license board was not part of the first game? Uh,
1: the The way that you... So the license board itself was, but choosing a starting class, I don't think was.
0: Okay. So everybody just had a class?
1: No, I, I think everybody just had essentially an open board. Oh. And you just – everybody is a free-for-all, and you just add whatever you want to whoever you want. Whereas here, it, it structures it a little bit more like classes.
0: Hmm. Well, yeah, that's that's one thing I did find interesting. And I'm guessing I could be wrong. Uh, so here's a here's funny thing. The International Zodiac Job System, an international version of the game, Final Fantasy XII International Zodiac Job System, was released in Japan on August 10th of 2007. It includes 12 license boards instead of the original game's one, which each corresponding with a different Zodiac signed job. Uh, The player can control guest characters and summons and hold L1 to double the game's running speed. There is also a New Game Plus option. Uh, ...and a trial mode in which the player hunts monsters in 100 different maps to gain items and money. The game also includes the Western version of the English Voices and widescreen 16x9 support and a bonus DVD. Uh, a sequel? I did not know this. A sequel, yep. Final Fantasy XII Revenant Wings, was released on Nintendo DS in 2007... It takes place one one year after the events of Final Fantasy XII and follows the adventures of Vaughn. The game is one of four titles in the Ivalance Alliance series, which also includes the International Zodiac Job System. What? There's a spinoff called Fortress. For, <laughs> Fortress is a spinoff action game developed by Grin, of all people. Uh was to have been a game with an epic scale both in story and production values that took place in the in, Ivalus following the events of Revenant Wings. Square Enix canceled the project after six months of development. Ah. And then they had the Zodiac Age. So, yeah, I... This is whole, totally new territory for me.
1: The whole universe is new.
0: Yeah. So, um... Yeah, I have no history with it whatsoever. Like, me booting this game up was legit, like, the first time I'd ever seen it in action. So, um, I guess we could talk about some of the systems. So, we've hinted at it a little bit. There's a job system in this game. Now, if you've played a Final Fantasy before, and certainly the old versions, old games, they had job systems, which is basically a class. You could assign a class to a party member and they would learn new abilities based on that class and you get your typical black mage white mage uh your tanks like the knight and stuff like that um and they all have different abilities and different weapons that they use now i have noticed since gaining some new party members in 12 that they start off with weapons and it makes me think that they're supposed to go with that class.
1: Yeah, again because there was no class initially in the game. Yeah. It was just you you organically grow them however you want on the license board. So but yeah, I mean you can you can still have any you can still add I think any licenses to any character. But you probably want to yeah, I think the weapons that they have they kind of guide you in a direction. Like well, you kind of
0: know who your archer should be. Well, I kind of completely just messed that up. <laughs> and I did it on purpose because so I noticed a couple of things. Um it, it, we'll get into story a little bit later, but so Vaughn doesn't seem to lean anyway. Typical of a main protagonist in an RPG, yeah, he's bit a jack of a blank of all slate. Tra- yeah, he's a jack of all trades. Yep. Yeah uh so i made him the i don't know how to pronounce it the shiki um it's the uh thief dagger wielding character Ah, uh, okay um and then uh panello um which is the next party member i get i was like okay well i got to choose a class for her I noticed her hit points weren't really at high, so I was like, well, I'm not going to make her a tank, but she had really high MP. And I was like, well, it might be nice to have a healer earlier on, so I made her a white mage. Um, uh, and then a little bit later on, we'll talk about the other characters. But, I mean, it's, it's one of those things where I can see where they're wanting you to go, but I didn't go that way.
1: I don't think you need to either. Yeah. Like, I don't think it hurts you to dive diverge from the plan
0: yeah i was just trying to like because you're only gonna have three active party members i'm trying to have a variety so like a magic user a tank and then probably an assassin of some kind
1: yeah i also don't want to fall into the problem that i had in radiant historia where i only use those three yeah like it i guess it depends how much time i have to devote to leveling characters that i don't feel are the best characters but I would love to have a game where I've got five or six options to make my best party of three.
0: Well, because, I feel like in Final Fantasy XII, everybody starts as kind of a clean slate, so you can kind of mold them how you want to.
1: Yeah, but you can't mold them into everything. Like you can't you can't have your healer and your black mage and your archer and you know so you have to do you do have to make some choices.
0: Well, that's the thing with the the license board and and the classes, is that when you select a class, it warns you, hey, when you select this, you can't change it. Yeah. Um, But I have read, I looked up a couple of, like, tips for beginners on this game, and it said that later on in the game, you get to choose a second class for each character. So maybe that leaves me a little headroom just in case I screw up a class with somebody. Yeah, certainly. Um so, I don't know. Like, I, I have no idea what I'm doing when I'm going into this game. Um, so,
1: is that, you, you picked the white mage?
0: Yeah, for Pinello. So, w- w-
1: what are your main three then?
0: Well, currently, I haven't got all my party members and we can pick and choose who I want to put in my party. So, I've got uh, Vaughn as a, the assassin style character uses daggers. I've got Pinello as a white mage healer. I've got uh, Baltier. Is that how you pronounce it, Baltier?
1: Yeah, I don't know if it's Baltier or Baltier.
0: Baltier. It could be Baltier. I got him as a knight, as like a tank character. And then I've got um, Fron as a. uh, It starts with a U. Crap! What is it? Uh, I think they use spears. Oh, yeah. She is certainly a spear oriented. Let me see here. Final Fantasy twelve. you. Mm, classes. I'll just do it that way. Uh. Uh, you. You Holland? U H L A N? mm I don't.
1: Haven't said anybody has one of those yet.
0: Okay, let's see what it does here. I'm looking at it. Damn it. Show me the explanation. Here we go. Uh. Ulan? Ulan. UHLAN is a melee character. It is uh wear heavy armor and uses spears. Uh they're good for taking heavy damage. Um I, I I was guessing it was supposed to be like a dragoon from Final Fantasy, like the other Final Fantasy games.
1: Mm.
0: So yeah, that's what I got right now. I haven't ran into any other characters yet. And it's, yeah. it's, I'm still early in the game to the point where it's not letting you have a full team. You're constantly getting new people and people are leaving and coming back and stuff like that. Yep. So, yeah,
1: this game is not, uh, once we get into the story, it's not a, a game that starts real quickly.
0: Yeah. I kind of figured that. Um, also,
1: other than that, the intro movie make, is almost like a whole
0: game in itself. <laughs> yeah. And you're going to have to help me remember some of this stuff. Yep. Yeah. So let's start with the beginning, um, which is basically told through what seems like a book because it says at the end somebody wrote this in chapter whatever of the book.
1: Yep. Yeah, just before then, my, my team, real quick, I, I made uh, Vaughn a, a bushy. So uh, a bushy, bushy, the guy that uses katanas. Samurai. Uh, yeah, essentially. Then I had Balthier as a time mage, time battle mage, just because I thought that would be kind of cool to see what he can do. Uh, and then I had Fran as an archer. And Pinello. I don't think I set Pinello as anything.
0: Well, I guess you can set it whenever. Yeah. So.
1: I don't think I picked anything
0: for her yet. Well, see, the first thing I was like, I want to have a healer. Guaranteed. And I saw somebody with high MP and I was like, alright, I'll go with you. So um but yeah. The beginning of this game starts off like a um like a story uh telling the history of this land. So there are two main kingdoms. Um can you remember the name of the kingdoms?
1: Yeah, it's uh Arcadia mm-hmm. is is one of the big ones. And then Rosaria is the other big one.
0: Okay. And there are two smaller kingdoms basically bordering each other and kind of in the the stopgap between the two. Caught in the middle. Yeah. Um, and we get the story of a young man who becomes the king. Um, or no, he doesn't become the king. He is the prince and he gets married to, uh, this, he's very young. I'd say he looks like he's in his early twenties and then, uh, they get married and then right away war begins. Um, Arcadia tries to invade. Yeah. And, uh, they have to first go through, uh, the two smaller kingdoms. And they, uh, they meet up with some resistance at the smaller kingdoms, uh, and that's kind of where we start. Um, it's basically the, uh, is it not, I'm thinking Redation Army, is that right?
1: Uh, no, although I don't know who's involved in it. The Rosaria is the other big one.
0: Yeah. Um, I don't know who was, who, uh, Rex was fighting for. Or Rex was fighting for. Rex is from, um, Mass Effect. <laughs> um, I don't know who, who, whose side he was on. He was obviously against the Imperials, so he was against Arcadia, but I don't know if he was working for the large kingdom or if he was just kind of like a, the small. From Dalmasca. Yeah, from the small, small kingdom. But we take over as him and begin playing. Uh he's basically trying to hold off the invasion. Um and uh he's very young, he's 17 years old and he doesn't have any family except for his younger brother. Uh but he is uh being led by um god what is his name? Is it Baltus? Uh the captain bosh bosh excuse me who's baltus god there's so many names that are like kind of the same in yeah. this game uh bosh captain bosh um he gathers up some of his troops and are trying to uh basically uh because they, they were going to have a peace treaty and the peace treaty um turn bloody
1: yeah it's kind of crazy that you've got so that was happening at the same time as the the prince and princess of the two small countries were getting married yeah while sign like look right there you've already got a wedding to join these two smaller countries at the same time you've got the king of dalmasca signing a peace treaty with arcadia so just that alone that's a lot going on right there
0: yeah And then Arcadia basically um, betrays him and is like, nah, we're just going to take you over. And uh, that's where we're dropped off, uh, playing as Wreck. That's such a dumb name. Yeah. Uh, But uh, uh, this is basically the tutorial of the game, teaching you the ins and outs of the combat and uh, some of the menu system and stuff like that. And we're trying to get to the throne room to protect the king
1: i'm always i'm not sure how to feel about the way the game is, is fairly explicit in holding your hand through the beginning i guess I, I i was okay with it because it's very very clear i think
0: i was okay with it because this can be a very complex game
1: yeah i would imagine that if i was playing through this as- second time, and it hadn't been 12 years, I would have been like, why does this take so unbelievably long? Yeah, Because it's slow, but I think it's important.
0: So, this was the first uh, dose of combat I had in this game. And, to be honest with you, I was taken back. I, uh, I was expecting Final Fantasy 15, which for all intents and purposes is hack and slash. Um... Yeah, this is more cue up your plan. Yeah, this is, uh, from what I I would say, is probably the foundation for the Final Fantasy MMOs. Uh, You can run up to an enemy, and when you hit the X button, it brings up a menu where you choose attack, use item, use magic, etc. And um, you choose which enemy you want to attack... And then you let it play out. Um, I guess Dragon Age Origins plays a little bit like this. You could kinda yeah. you could kinda say that. Yeah. Um I feel like Dragon Age Origins is much faster. Uh this game there's a lot of waiting involved when it comes to combat because it still uses the active time battle system from like Final Fantasy seven, six. VI, Eight, nine, all that stuff where you have to wait for a bar to fill before you can take your turn. And um, it just – it feels slightly slow to me.
1: Yeah, I think it starts off intentionally a bit slow. But as the enemies hit back harder and you need to juggle more, I don't think it's going to be slow for very long.
0: Right. Right. And I, I think can, it starts
1: off slow so that you've got the time to get familiar with it.
0: Yeah, and I, I can I can get that and I see that. Um, but I was just like, oh man, this is. And then it, I started having flashbacks of Nino Cooney. Yep. Because I was thinking when I first started playing this, and I was like, oh god, I'm going to have to rely on my teammates to do things that they're supposed to do. Nino Cooney had that too, and my teammates didn't do what they were supposed to do. Yeah, they didn't do jack. Exactly. So I was just like, oh, no, this this is going to turn sour real fast. Um, but so far, it hasn't. And the reason why is because of a new system that I have never seen before in my life called the Gambit System.
1: Yeah, I love it.
0: So the Gambit System, we'll explain this now, uh, which is explained later on in the game, but I'll go ahead and talk about it now, is basically like in Dragon Age. Or like in even in there's some of it in you know Cooney, you basically have a queue list of things that your AI teammates should do, given circumstances. So, for instance, if I have a care, I can set it to have when an ally gets less than seventy percent health, you should use a potion. And you can switch that out instead of using a potion, use you know cure, or something like that. Um, so you have these and they're called gambits. The thing is is and the thing I find weird is that you have to buy them from a store.
1: you have to buy everything in this game it's very there it is very I, I don't, purchasing I mean you purchase items, then you purchase licenses that allow you to use the items, you purchase gambits there there's a lot of things that you have to unlock in this game
0: which makes it feel like a single-player MMO. Yes. That's what I, this to, is.
1: To be fair, I think the game actually started as an MMO.
0: It may have. But they were like, well, hope we can't really... How do you do a story in an MMO? Yeah. And so we'll just do it this way. Um. So, yeah, uh, the Gambit system allows players to basically queue up different things for your AI partners to do, given certain circumstances. I haven't fully delved deep into that yet, And I can see some of it working. I have set... So I set Fran. She has uh, fire. And I set... Use fire on an enemy. Period. That's it. I have yet to see her cast fire.
1: Really? Because I've had her use cure when my characters get to less than 50%. And she's all over that.
0: Well... I've, I've seen that with uh, Baltir because yep. I have him use first aid on people uh, okay. uh, when they get lowered. And I've seen him actually heal Vaughn. And I was like, okay, well, that's working. Why is this fire not working? And I, and I was like, oh, this is this, either A, I'm missing something, or B, there's something up with this game that doesn't work properly. We'll see. I Like I said, I haven't dived deep into that yet.
1: Yeah, I haven't either. I've unlocked a lot of slots, but I haven't used them for much of anything so yet. So how do
0: you unlock slots? You have to buy them?
1: Yeah, they're on the license board.
0: Oh, so you can so, so on the license board you also unlock gambit slots.
1: Yeah, you, you unlock almost everything, like the ability to use items, new spells. Um, you unlock permanent bonuses, like plus 50 to health. Right. So that type of thing you can unlock. Also, new gambit slots. Um, I mean, separate from you actually have to buy the things that go into those gambit slots which is funny
0: well that's the thing is like it, the 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 license board itself i wouldn't say is actually that new i mean the sphere grid from final fantasy 10 was like that um yeah. uh final fantasy XIII had something similar to that um even final fantasy 15 has has a i've always just called it the sphere grid especially the skill tree and you choose where which way you want to go um, is is there a way to unlock everything on a license board, or are you kind of just set in a path?
1: I th- I think you can. I mean, you certainly can, or should be able to. Not well. I, I don't know if it's different now. I don't know if each character class has a di- slightly different license board or not. And I don't know if even if the layout's different, if the same items are on it.
0: Right. That's that's what I'm guessing too. I don't think so. And. I most certainly probably won't finish this game by filling out a a license board, yeah, but that's okay with me, you know, as long as I can get to pick and choose what I want, you know, then I'm fine,
1: yeah, but I do think it's funny that like unlocking gambit slots you do on the license board, but then filling like getting the options to use within those gambit slots you purchase yeah at at vendors
0: if is it use gill?
1: Uh, yeah, those do use gil.
0: Okay. I can get a lot of gil. Because you can sell everything in this game.
1: Yeah, and also it seemed like the ones I've seen so far have been dirt cheap, only 50
0: gil each. Okay, that's easy then. I'm fine with that. Because I had
1: to switch. Like, most of my gambits that I had access to were target a friend if they're less than 50 or 70%. I'm like, no, I need to lower it because... I've already run through all of my potions like four times in this game. Or, I guess that's an exaggeration, it was twice, but um but I had built up like I bought like twenty five potions and within ten minutes or so they were gone. Because yeah. they were just triggering all the time to keep me full. I'm like, I don't need to be at a hundred percent. I just need to not die.
0: Right. So yeah, we um but that's like I said, I probably dive more into the Gambit board on the next episode because I haven't you know, touch much of it. Um so yeah, back to the story. Uh the going through this tutorial area showing you how to attack, how to run, even how to use items, stuff like that. But uh we're going through the palace, we make it to the throne room and big revelation happens. Uh the king is dead. Long live the king. Um uh,
1: Yeah, he's just signed the peace treaty.
0: Yeah. Too late. And too late. And we see that something is going on with the captain. Captain Bosch has had a different idea. (laughs) And apparently he was behind the assassination of the king.
1: And said signing that peace treaty is treason, essentially. Mm
0: Mm-hmm. And uh we're seeing this almost like... And it's an interesting camera angles how they use this. Because we're seeing this all, all through... Um, while the camera's facing Wreck. And then Wreck reels. And he has a knife in his stomach. And Bosh kills him. He falls over and we see the, the remaining parts of the cutscene as... Through his eyes. As he's laying on the ground dying... Yep. And uh the Imperials come in and take Bosch away. And he dies. His final words are Vaughn. And then we play as Vaughn.
1: <laughs> yep, quite an intro. Yeah. Quite an action packed intro.
0: I was I, I, I was like, okay, my interest is peaked.
1: Because it's not just that, there's also the the prince and the princess that's true Both die
0: yeah um the well does the princess die
1: princess commits suicide
0: that's right uh the the prince gets killed uh fighting for his homeland and uh the princess uh takes the easy way out that's
1: Prince Razzler he's from the other small country nebradia
0: yeah and, she, and she's
1: Princess Ash of Damascus. Damascus,
0: yeah. Um, so, uh, after Wreck dies, we then, uh, are introduced to Vaughn, the brother of Wreck, uh, two years later, after the Imperials have taken over Damascus. And we are in the town of, what is this town? It sort of the inn. Uh, like N- no, 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 it's uh, Rabanastar. yeah, the capital. Yeah, uh, and this is like a desert city. It's, uh, everything's just deserty in this game so far. And um, Vaughn is basically a street urchin. Yep. Um, in fact, I was getting some hardcore vibes of Aladdin. At the beginning of this game. <laughs> I was like, so we're playing as a street urchin. He wants to be more. And he's going to become more. He's probably not going to get a magical genie. But I was like, I'm sure he's going to meet a princess of some kind. Um, but yeah, uh, Vaughn is a street urchin who does small odd jobs for people around town. Particularly this one guy who... There's some really weird races in this game. There's, like, these really big troll-looking guys, and there's, like, these weird lizard people.
1: Yeah, see, it was giving me a strong Rogue Galaxy vibe.
0: Yeah, I was definitely getting that, too, because there is obviously some futuristic machinery at work here, but at the same time, they're also using magic.
1: Yeah, see, in this case, I think it's almost all, yeah, like, especially in the intro video, you see, like, flying cars and flying motorcycles, and there's magic everywhere, and it's kind of a weird mix. Well. Not not exactly a new mix, but it looks sharp in the intro. And uh, because of all the races, the deserty setting, and the kind of futuristic slash magic, all of that was kind of giving me a, a Rogue Galaxy vibe. Yeah,
0: definitely. So, um, yeah, uh, Vaughn is uh, killing rats in the sewers, um, and uh, he... Um, Can't stand the fact that the Imperials have taken over. Uh, He hates them. Um, I mean, we we can skip some of this stuff because it's just dialogue fodder. He's running errands and stuff like that. Um, But we get a big cutscene where uh, the Imperials come in, and there is one of their leaders, I can't remember... If he's a general or a prince, long-haired dude. He's the Arcadian prince. The Arcadian prince.
1: Right, because now Arcadia has taken over.
0: They're now part of the, Arcadia. This,
1: this kingdom, yeah.
0: Yeah. And he comes in and is wanting to establish order. And also wants to do a little bit of politicking. Because he wants to keep the peace. He makes this big grand speech saying, look, I know you guys hate us, you hate me, but I want the best for you guys. You know, you guys got caught up in this war, it wasn't fair to you, and I want to make amends.
1: Which is already like an interesting dynamic. Yeah. Because you can understand why everybody would hate him. Yeah. But, and it's easy to say he's the bad guy, but what if he isn't a bad guy? And what if, you know, he was caught up in his own things, his own issues and it was, was told to come over to this city and smooth things over and maybe he is trying to do his best and it's, it's automatically kind of an awkward situation for him and for the people and you know, I think it's a good opportunity to, to play with sort of expectations there.
0: Yeah, I actually really like that because you, when you first meet him, he's actually one of the guys who takes in Bosch two years earlier. Yeah. Um, and you, when you look at him, you just think this guy's a villain. Yep. He's got that long purplish hair. He's got that pretty boy smile. He just looks like a bad guy. And then he comes out there and gives this really, you know, rousing speech. And you know, and the immediate thought is, all right, is he sincere or not? Yeah, is he sincere or is he just saying this to get people to shut up? Yeah. And people love him. People are cheering and they're happy and, you know, they think he's there for good. Of course, Vaughn's like, ah, he's a, he's a liar, an idiot. Yep. And to be honest with you, so far, I don't think he's a bad guy. I could be wrong. Yep. But, um... So, the reason they, they're, they're here, uh, they're having a big banquet, uh, that night. And, uh, they're inviting a lot of the, um, the upper class people to, uh, a big, uh, feast to- To welcome
1: this guy, right? Because he's just been appointed
0: the, yeah, he's like the, the, the governor. Consul. Yeah. Yeah. He's like the governor of this, of this kingdom now. And so he, um, or ambassador, I guess you'd say, yeah. Um, and he's um, he's wanting to hold a banquet to, you know, basically say, hey, everybody's welcome, you know. Of course, they're not letting the street urchins in. Um, so Vaughn has this big plan. I'm going to sneak into the royal palace and I'm going to steal some stuff. Not much of a plan. He is 17. Yeah, <laughs> he, He's an idiot. Um, in fact...
1: He's got ambitions to be a sky pirate, so stealing stuff is part of his life plan, his yeah. life goal.
0: Yeah. Step one: steal stuff. Step two: don't know. Step three: <laughs> sky pirate. <laughs> Profit. We'll get there. Yeah. So, yeah. So, um, yeah, so he he wants to sneak into the palace. Well, there's a there's a trick to getting into the palace. It's highly guarded, and the treasure vaults got guarded even more. So he goes and talks to this old uh, man that lives in Lowtown, the the underbelly of Ravenaster, And uh, saying, hey, I want to get into the vault. And he's like, well, you're going to need a few things. Uh, First thing, you're going to have to be real sneaky about this because it's going to be guarded like crazy. And secondly, you're going to need a special stone that will lead your way. And he's like, okay, so how do I get that? So you have to go out to this village in the desert to get a sunstone. So, uh, we run out to the desert, we go to the village, and we run into, uh, Vaughn's friend, who we saw in a few cutscenes earlier, Pinello. Uh, Pinello, uh, is Vaughn's, I guess, uh, conscience? Yeah, yeah, he is she, uh, I'm guessing she will be a love interest later on. Or it could be like, this is my big sister kind of thing. I don't know. But yeah, she uh, she says, okay, I'll join you on this. Um, he doesn't tell her why he's doing this. Um, but he's like, yeah, I was just running some errands. And we have to go around and gather these. Um, we get a stone, but it has to be charged. And we have to go around the desert uh, to these uh, large stones that are charged with the sun's rays and charge up the stone. All the while, we are doing uh, battles and stuff like that with monsters like, you know, wolves and rabbits and stuff like that.
1: An Animated cacti. Yeah.
0: That was the first thing we did was actually <laughs> go into town or go in and uh, do a hunt. So I guess this is the first game that started with hunts because Final Fantasy Fifteen is... Loaded with them. Yep. Um, this game has like a hunt board. You take on a mission, and you go hunt that thing, and come back and collect the rewards. And we get an introduction. We have to do this first.
1: A terrifying enemy.
0: Yeah, it's a little um, it's a little cacti that moves around. And it's a tomato, uh, right? Oh no, I said that's the tomato. Yeah, yeah. The, the cactus <laughs> is the second one that I had to fight. So, I did an extra hunt after that. Actually, I did two hunts. So, I did the tomato one. Then I did the uh, the big wolf one that was kind of rough because I was by myself. Mm. I did beat it. And then I had to fight this cacti and I had to run away from it because I couldn't do any damage to it. <laughs> and this cacti... Which one is the one that pats his butt? Is I, don't the... I only did the first one. Okay. It may be the cacti. I can't remember. Um... But yeah, so we can do hunts in this game. Uh, basically, bounties against monsters. Um. But yeah, so we're back to going through the village and collecting all the Sunstone stuff. We get the Sunstone, and we go back to uh, to Ravenaster. And uh, we're locked out, because the, uh, the bigwigs are coming in. They won't let us in. They're closing the gates. Um something happens here that makes them open the gates somebody gets into a fight I can't remember
1: well I think a bunch of like fancy chocobos go through
0: that's right yeah
1: like some people that are actually um, allowed to come in
0: mm-hmm.
1: not the riffraff and then I guess it would be bond's employer comes out and talks to him
0: that's right that's right so we're able to get back in. Uh, Pinello then leaves the party at this point. Uh, we go back to the old man in Lowtown. And he tells us how to use the stone. We have to use it on an emblem. And it will lead us to the way of the vault. Because it is hidden by magic. So we begin going through the sewers to get to the palace. Another dungeon with... Uh, a few monsters here and there I do a little bit of leveling here not much, it takes a while to level in this game
1: yeah uh, again, my, I have the desire to not be under leveled this game like I was last game so I, I've, I haven't dedicated any time to fighting but I've fought basically everything I can so I haven't done a lot of repeat grinding but I feel like I'm fairly adequate for where we are at the moment
0: yeah, that's how I feel too Um, so yeah, uh, uh, make it to the palace. Um, and now we got to sneak around. Uh, we have to find the correct emblem, uh, that, uh, will show us the way. And, uh, in order to do that, we have to get some pretty freaking blind guards to move to different (laughs) spots.
1: They I'm, are wearing very large helmets. That so. may be
0: true, but I'm standing like three feet in front of them. <laughs> you yelling, still have to yell. Yelling, Hey, over here <laughs> And they come walking. Uh, we find the emblem, it lights the way, and we make our so make our way into the vault itself. And the vault has tons of stuff in it, tons of treasure, gold, stuff like that. But there's one thing that sticks out to Vaughn, and it is in the statue that's holding it, and it is a large rock. And it looks like some kind of a crystal. Uh, and he grabs it. And as he is taking it, he is interrupted by a voice. And it is a man's voice. And he turns around and there is a guy who looks like somebody from the Wild West.
1: Yeah, it, it's hard for me to pin his style. Yeah. Because he's somewhere between the Wild West And And pirate. And pirate, yeah, and like dainty upperclassman because he's very sleek. Uh He's thin. He's got like fancy frosted tips in his hair.
0: He's wearing like a bunch of rings and stuff.
1: Yeah, so he's a little bit on the, the gaudy, like I would never get my hands dirty side, but also a bit of a pirate. I mean he is a sky pirate, but I always thought he had a bit of an interesting style to him.
0: Right. So, the first thing that struck me about, and his name's, uh, Baltier, the first thing that struck me about Baltier is like, I know that voice from somewhere. Uh, to which I then looked it up, and I sure enough know his voice from somewhere, because I played that game three times. He huh. plays Fenris in Dragon Age 2. So, ah. Fenris. If you remember from Phoenix Down, when we played it, uh, he was my, uh, my love interest for my hawk who was a mage and he couldn't stand mages. And I made him fight alongside the mages because he loved me so much. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Anyway, uh, so yeah, he's there along with his, I guess, cohort, Fran. And Fran is one of those rabbit people. She has not regular ears, but she has ears that stick up through a helmet on her head.
1: Yeah, clearly a custom helmet.
0: Uh, Yeah. And she talks weird. Now, I I don't know if that's supposed to be her character or if that's the voice actor. Because I I think. Go ahead.
1: I was going to say, I think it must be the character, but I also – it's given me a really weird vibe right at this moment in time that I definitely never had the first time I played this game because it – in my mind, it's almost a perfect fit with the book I'm currently reading, which is called The Wind-Up Girl, which is about essentially uh, artificial people that are a bit stilted, and so her voice is exactly the way I would picture The Wind-Up Girl's voice to be.
0: Yeah, her, her voice is so strange, but then I looked up, like, who played her, and that person hasn't been in a lot of things, and I'm just like, mm, did they just get, like, an amateur voice actor to do this? Yeah, could be. I, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe we'll find out. I, I, I could not tell you, and I don't want to discredit this person because they're in a Final Fantasy game, for Christ's sake, so. um, But, yeah, no, Um, they're there. And they're there to steal the treasure too. In fact, uh, Baltair seems to be very interested in that stone that Vaughn just took. Magicite. And Vaughn is like, nope, you ain't getting this.
1: Don't even think about it.
0: <laughs> and he's like, well, we'll, we'll, we'll see that. We'll see about that. Unfortunately, as this is going on, uh, there is some type of a siege taking place in Rabbanaster. Particularly at the at the palace, uh, somebody is attacking the palace, um, and I still don't know who. I don't know if I got that far yet or not. <laughs> uh, but there is uh, a bunch of chaos going on. We need to get out of here because they we they, everybody's been alerted. The guards are everywhere, so. Um, we decide to take the same path that we took before, which was through the sewers. When we get through... Uh, so we go through the sewers. Now, this is a longer part of the sewers. Um, yeah,
1: and I wasn't sure if I was going the right way. I got lost twice. Yep. I, I mean, it, it's not... It's It's relatively linear, so I don't think I was actually lost. But I also had no idea where I was going or where I was.
0: Exactly. Um... So, uh, i tell you what, if you press down on the left thumbstick, I believe, you get that mini-map that pops up. Yeah. Like a, like a Diablo 2 or 3 mini-map kind of thing.
1: Yeah, see, I keep touching the uh, uh, the touchpad and oh. bringing up the full
0: map. I didn't even know you could do that. Man, I kind of wish yeah, anyone would told me that.
1: Yeah, that, that map is very clear.
0: So, uh, yeah. Um, make it through part of the, um... part of the sewers. And we actually have two boss fights here. The first boss fight is when we are surrounded by a bunch of flan, which is a staple in Final Fantasy games. Uh... Animated goo creatures. And there's like three of them, I think. And this was like our first proper boss fight. Um... The thing that kind of took me back was, uh, while doing this, was I, this is the first time I ran into enemies that were trying to heal themselves. And I was yeah. like, I was like, oh, we're going to have boss fights that are constantly healing themselves. <laughs> Ooh. Prepare. Yeah. And that's when I started realizing that I think classes that can debuff enemies in this game would come in real handy. Because much like trails of cold steel debuffing the bosses, I think is going to be essential in this game. I think that that's the key to victory right there. And I don't know what class debuffs. Yeah. I, uh, I will have to look that up because I'm going to have to make one of my characters, a debuffer of some kind. (laughs) Um, so yeah, like I said, I made Baltar a knight, even though he's using a gun currently.
1: Yeah, um, I was gonna make him a knight. I was actually gonna make Vaughn a knight, but I decided that was slightly too typical.
0: And then I uh, made, made Fran the uh, the spear user, uh, when she's using a bow right now. Both of which characters are slow as crap. They're slow at attacking.
1: Enraged, uh-huh. which means that I'm soaking up all of the damage.
0: Exactly, and I am a assassin type character, <laughs> <laughs> so I, I didn't have much problem. Like I didn't, I, I don't think I've had any character die in battle yet. I have not used a phoenix down. So, um, but yeah, we we beat the flan. We get the fanfare for the first time. I was like, do they even have fanfare in this game? Because you know. That's a staple. You gotta have. the yeah. You gotta have the Final Fantasy fanfare. Uh, it is there. Um. Uh, interestingly enough, uh, the fanfare is not in Final Fantasy 13. Uh, it's just this weird little jingle, and I'm like, mm-hmm. I see. I I play Final Fantasy 13. And I got really upset because I beat, I beat, um, a, a fight and it didn't do the da 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 dun da And I was like, this isn't a Final Fantasy game. It doesn't have that, but I digress. I don't mind Final Fantasy 13. A lot of people hated that game, but I liked it a lot. Yeah. I liked what I played of it. Yeah. I tell you, Final Fantasy 13 2, fantastic. I, that was a fantastic Final Fantasy game.
1: I have picked up 13.2, but I'm not going to even think about touching it until 13 is beaten.
0: Yeah. That's probably for the best because 13.2 takes place, like, right after.
1: Also, I kind of feel like 13 is one of the games I lost my saves when my PS3 died. Ooh, yeah. So I, I have to start that over.
0: Hmm. Well, that's for another time. Uh, so, yeah, we uh, travel through. Uh, more of the, um, the, uh, sewers, and we get a cutscene where. By the
1: way, I'm already real sick of these sewers.
0: Yeah. Between
1: sewers and dungeons, like, it's not what I signed up for.
0: Uh, Yeah. No, I'm, I'm really, really annoyed with this sewer because I got lost twice and then had to backtrack and stuff, but, um,. We get a cutscene where we run into another character. Now this character is being uh, chased. And she's fighting off uh, Imperials. This is a young woman uh, with a sword. And seems to be able to hold her own. Because she's taken out a bunch of the Imperials. And she's surrounded. And Vaughn's like jump down. So she jumps down off this ledge. And Vaughn catches her. And um, we uh, have to fight off some of them. And then we, God, what is her name? Uh, I can't remember her name.
1: Do we, Amalia?
0: Amalia, okay. Do we run into her again? No. Okay. Not yet. Well, not yet. Well, yeah. Um. Yeah, we run it. So she's. This is when the game kind of introduces special characters or guest characters that will join your party, and you can only give them small commands. Like you, they're always have their gamut on. You can't really control them. Um, and so she's just an extra party member that I, you know, she did die in the next boss fight, and I was like, I am not going to use my phoenix down on this person. (laughs) <laughs> um, but yeah uh, so uh, she's says she's part of the resistance
1: yeah they call her the resistance leader
0: yeah in fact she's the leader of the resistance and she is uh, trying to get out of there as well so I'm guess yeah. is that who's attacking the palace right now is the resistance
1: well it's the Arcadian forces that are chasing her so again whether whether you if they inhabit the fortress and you're attacking them, then maybe attacking the fortress is not bad if you are a Dalmescan. Maybe. So she if she's the resistance, she's probably fighting on the part of Dalmesca. Right. So obviously Vaughn would think that she's on the right side.
0: Right. That's that's the thing is this this so far this game's been ambiguous on who's the bad guy is.
1: Yep, and that w- that was one of the first things that struck me about this game. Yeah, and also it's and I still have never played Vagrant Story, but I've always imagined Vagrant Story is kind of like this in that sense. Hmm. It's less, well, not that this is less supernatural as we've been fighting animated goo, but 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 the story and the heart of it is really this polit- politics, really.
0: Yeah, very political
1: yeah Um Game of Thrones-esque you might say these days
0: yeah but you could say that Radiant Historia was a lot like that too mixed with supernatural yep. stuff so yeah Um we run into our next boss fight in the same sewers which is it starts off as a glowing red orb that turns into a fire horse
1: yep reminds me of Nightmare from Magic the Gathering hmm
0: I don't know why this thing is even in there. Is it just a monster?
1: Yeah, it doesn't really fit. I mean, it's not really a sewer monster.
0: Was it? Was it sent by somebody to attack us? I don't know.
1: Mm, I think it's just a monster.
0: Oh, yeah, but this thing attacks us. Man, this boss fight lasts a little while. So uh, when I'm just running around the dungeon, I have the gamuts on and I have it fast forwarding.
1: Oh, you are using the fast forward.
0: Oh, I got it fast forward times four. <laughs> And that's the reason why I got turned around, because it, you run so stinking fast that I'm like, oh, I hit a wall, and now I don't know which way I'm facing.
1: Yeah, that we haven't talked about it, but the game technically looks gorgeous. My one failing with the game technically is the camera control.
0: That camera is tight. Is bad.
1: It's tight, and the game still uses a whole lot of PS2 geometry, meaning when you're in those cities, the hallways are tight.
0: Yeah. And so the camera's, like, right on Vaughn's face, and I can't see where I'm going.
1: Yeah, and I can't really pan around as easily as I want to be able to.
0: Yeah. Because there's a wall there, and a camera can't go through a wall. Except in modern games, where a camera can make the wall transparent. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, that's that's an issue. But, uh, yeah, uh, we fight this, uh, this fire horse thing. And, uh, this was, uh, this was a long boss fight for me. I was like, oh man, this is where I was like, people got close to dying, but, you know, my, the first aids and potions helped out. Um, uh, whatever her name is, Amelia or whatever, (laughs) she, she did die. And then I ended the fight with everybody blind. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And I was just like, let me just find a save crystal, and maybe that'll restore it, so uh yeah, that's what I did <laughs> um but yeah, we eventually make it to um I guess you can consider it the end of the sewers, and uh we uh jeez, is that with the cutscene where we're flying? Or no, that was before the sewers.
1: Yeah, I think so. This is where I think at the end of the sewers is where they they find the cage, right, with with Bosh in it.
0: I, I didn't, I didn't run into no cage with Bosh in it. Did he not join your party? No. Does this happen after we're in the dungeon? Uh n- n- no, so we get captured after the sewers and get thrown into a dungeon, oh, yeah, spoiler that's the next thing that happens, okay, well, I haven't got there yet, <laughs> but I kind of figured we would run it down again, <laughs> yeah,
1: surprise he's alive,
0: <laughs> yeah, uh. So we get captured. I'm guessing it happens in the sewers, and we get thrown into a dungeon. The Imperials throw us into a dungeon, and there's a bunch of people here. Uh, but uh, uh, Fran has run off to find a way out, and uh, we take over as Vaughn, while Balthier just kind of sits there. Um, or Balthier, Balthier. I think it's Balthier.
1: Yeah, that's what I've been saying. Yeah. I don't know if it's right or not.
0: It may not be. I don't know. There's voice acting in this game, and I still couldn't tell you. So, uh... But, yeah. Um... Vaughn gets into some trouble. Uh... He sees, uh... A prisoner getting beat to death. And so he wants to intervene. And they throw him into a arena of sorts. And, uh... Vaughn is surrounded. And then... Bothier shows up and is like, why don't you pick on somebody your own size?
1: Kind of cool, because he's kind of been arrogant. Again, you don't really know his relationship with Vaughn. Yeah. So to see him having jumped in there, I thought was kind of cool.
0: Yeah, he jumps in, he asks, he's like, Vaughn, you alright? He's like, yeah, I'm fine.
1: Because and you know Vaughn's obviously going to look up to him as he's a Sky Pirate.
0: Yeah. And, you know, he's older than Vaughn. Vaughn's an impressionable 17-year-old. <laughs> so... um we f-fist a cuff with these guys and, uh, beat them. Uh, and as we're beating them, uh, some Imperials show up along with, uh, these two lizard guys. Uh, Vaughn and, uh, Bathier hide because, uh, Bathier recognizes these two lizard guys. Uh, they're like, oh, we were supposed to kill uh the sky pirate Bothir. Which
1: yeah, I think he's a bounty hunter,
0: the lead lizard. Yeah. And the Imperials had hired them to kill Bothir and take him down. And uh they're like, well now you've got him in this prison, we don't really need your services anymore. And they get pissed off and they're like, okay, we're gonna find him anyway. They got history apparently. And so uh Fran shows up and kinda gets us out of the arena. And we uh, sneak off to another part of the prison where we find our equipment. Just why, why would they leave that in the prison?
1: Yeah, it's the last place you should leave it.
0: Yeah. Uh, and we get our equipment back, so we get our weapons back. And I wonder uh, if
1: it was for the fights—if they hosted fights down there.
0: That's what I'm thinking too. So yeah, they uh, and uh, there's a safe crystal there, and I saved after we got our equipment, and we had to make our way out of the dungeon. And that is where I stopped. I know you went a little bit further, Matt, and apparently yep. ran into Bosch. Yep. <laughs> That's okay. I'll be there and soon a, enough.
1: And a couple of cool boss fights. It's, uh, this... It, I guess I don't love the fact that you spend so much time in the sewers and then immediately go into a dungeon. Right. It's very... very dark, very kind of similar. Um... But yeah, it's, it's quite a long time between these, these
0: dungeons. Yeah. So we got a couple emails. First one comes in from Jason. It says, uh, hey guys, so you finally get to one of the games that your namesake is from. <laughs> uh, Final Fantasy XII was one of my favorite Final Fantasy games, although this might be a combination of the timing that I played it and the characters involved. Uh, yep. and the way the game played with the create your own AI partners. When I first played this game, I was about the age of Vaughn. I could relate to him by age, but also uh, by him not being the chosen one, nor the most powerful one. He is more of a teenager swept up in an adventure and along for the ride. I could imagine myself meeting interesting people and traveling around a majestic world, trying to learn what was going on and helping out where possible. And that is one of the things I find interesting about this game, because so far... Vaughn is not the chosen one he is not he is not this secret weapon that nobody knew about until the very end of the game kind of thing yep and, and that's
1: i I fully agree with that and it's that whole grounded feel that that's what I liked about this game
0: yeah it says uh there were other reasons that I remembered this game so fondly that may or may not hold up on a replay now. This was a beautiful game on the PS2, basically at the end of the PS2 life cycle with almost PS3 graphics. Yep. Uh, and this was the first game that I ever played where I could set the perimeters of what the AI characters did though, through the Gambit system without having to co- continuously tell them action by action. This was also the first Final Fantasy game that had active battles on the main map rather than a battle screen. I had mixed feelings about this, but enjoyed it more later in the game for the freedom it provided once I was able to make better use of the gambit system with additional slots and options. I also thought that all of the characters had depth, probably more so than the main character. A strong princess who does not need saving, a smooth-talking sky pirate, a disgraced knight with a backstory, and others. I definitely remember the characters more than all the details of the story, and although the weapon system was only so-so, the summons and the quickenings could make short work of many enemies. I have never played the Zodiac Age, so I am not aware of the changes with this version, nor do I know if my nostalgia would hold up in a modern system, especially after I just beat Final Fantasy XV last week. Mm. I, have, I have ordered the game and see if it does, though. Look forward to your thoughts, Jason.
1: I'm glad he's I mean, I'm glad he's going to give it a try because the, one of the first things I noticed was how great this game does look now.
0: Yeah, it's I mean, pre- it, it's pretty still impressive.
1: It's sharp. And it's only it's a remaster so maybe my maybe my uh, expectations were a little lower cuz I just was like, well, it's just up-res. It's still a PS2 game, but right. for an HD PS2 game, it,
0: I think it looks amazing. It looks not bad. It's it's not bad at all. I you know, I, I like the art style. Yeah. Okay, next uh, email comes from Jamie, and it says, hey guys, I have probably told you my history with Final Fantasy before, but forgive me as I go over it once more. I think Anthony is the one who uh, I heard say most recently that his most favorite Final Fantasy is Seven because it is the first one they played. This is true for me, but I take it a step further because I was when I begged my parents for a new game system, I got my first PlayStation, and it came bundled with Final Fantasy VII. Mm. It did not come bundled with a memory card. (laughs) I lived uh, about an hour out of uh, a city where I could get one, so I played the first two or three hours of that game every night or so until I got one. I got really good at that beginning bit. When I finished it, I was so proud of myself and I couldn't wait for the next Final Fantasy so I could see what happened to all the characters in the next one, which was just being released. So I started Final Fantasy VIII and I loved it. I loved the look. The characters looked so much more realistic. I liked Squall. It was a cheesy love story, but I'm a girl who loves a cheesy love story. (laughs) Sure, this guy was no cloud, but who cares? Then I played Final Fantasy IX and I hated it. I thought it was a strange that it made the characters more realistic looking in eight and then reverted to having weird looking characters in nine. It may have been the return to classic Final Fantasy, but I've never been exposed to that for some reason. I couldn't stick to it, and I only made it about a third of that game. Then came ten, and this was something new and amazing. They had voices i didn't it didn't matter that they were crappy voices, it looked amazing, <laughs> and I loved the story, and it even got a sequel. I tried 10-2, but it really just felt like a pop singer simulator. It just uh, took the girl characters from the first one and gave you the ability to change their outfits and sing. No thanks. Along comes Final Fantasy Eleven. Online, you want me to hook my PlayStation to the internet? That was too complicated for me. Besides, I didn't want to play with the other people. I want to play games to get away from other people. <laughs> and then I took a game hiatus. It would probably be seven or eight years before I played games again. It was the lovely Sophie Halliday who convinced me to pick up a PS3 and play Final Fantasy XIII. I had so much fun playing it. I didn't like 13 2 as much because I didn't really like the time travel part of it, but I probably didn't give that one much of a chance. You need to go back and give that one a chance. Uh, Fourteen was another online thing which I still didn't play, so I ignored it. Fifteen, I don't like talking about. I have never in my life been more disappointed and felt so betrayed by a game series. I'm wow! St- yeah, I'm still upset about it. The gameplay was fun and the world looked great, but the story was in shambles. And what's Final Fantasy without a good story? It's crap. That's what. There, I said it. Final Fantasy 15 was crap. So, <laughs> so that's my. Well, that's,
1: his- that's certainly clear.
0: <laughs> yeah. So that's my history of Final Fantasy, and then Final Fantasy 12 got re-released on PS4. 12. There was a 12. I had no memory of Final Fantasy XII, so I picked up Zodiac Age and fully expected to sit on my shelf forever untouched until you guys said you were going to play it. Yes, let's do this. Nice. Imagine my surprise when I started it up and realized I've totally played this game. It's the strangest thing. I don't remember owning this game. I don't remember when I played it or what happened to it, but I've definitely played it. Here's the thing, though. I couldn't tell you if I played the whole thing or what happens in the story. I just remember these dungeons. I remember things as they were happening. It's all familiar, albeit way easier than I remember. I've had one game over so far, and that w- and that forced me to pay some attention to the gambit system. And once I tweaked that a bit, no problem. I do seem to remember the part where when you have to try to keep the lights on, being really hard but this time it was a breeze i didn't go below 80 percent. i guess i haven't got there yet
1: (laughs) that's the next section
0: i'm not sure i've ever had the situation with a game but i keep thinking hmm i don't think i've played this far but i don't remember this and then something happens and i realize yep i've seen this so now i'm obsessed with trying to figure out how far i've played and if i can guess where i stopped playing the game surely i didn't play the whole thing is it a little alarming that i can't remember when i played this game I'm assuming it was during my college days, which might explain why I can't remember. Not because I was drunk, but because I was focused on studying. Sure. Mm -hmm. Maybe you can't remember, I don't know, that hardcore heroin problem you had.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Because of the studying.
0: Yeah, because of the studying. It it, it revved me up. Kept me up all night. (laughs) Uh, Anyways, I assume that since I don't remember it, the story must suck. I wouldn't quit... Just, I, d- I wouldn't just quit a game for no good reason. Uh, this was back in the days before I had kids and work and a backlog of games. Past Jamie didn't simply quit games. Present Jamie does all the time, but I digress.
1: Yeah, sometimes so, I quit it before I even started. Oh geez,
0: and I haven't even started half of mine. Uh, so far I do like the story, although I ki- I'm kind of letting myself gloss over some of the political details and summing it up to Imperial's bad, Resistance good. Seems like a pretty standard story. I'm excited to see what happens. Right now, we've just been doing a little meaningless quest just to get us from point A to point B. Yeah. I want to see what happens when we have some grand purpose. Lastly, I'm not sure if I like the combat system or not. I miss having a battle mode and uh, controlling my characters individually. I miss limit breaks and summons. This makes me feel like it's not a true Final Fantasy, which might have been something that would have turned me off uh, when I was younger. So, there you have it. Uh, My second impression of Final Fantasy XII, so far, I like it, but with a general feeling of meh. Update, I have finally purchased licenses for limit breaks, that's a relief, and I've finally figured out how to manually control my characters, even if it is a bit of a pain in the ass. Still, I'm starting to get into the groove of combat, though I still find it a little too easy. I'm also crossing the sand sea, I think, and I've done this before. This is why I never trust my own memory forgetfully Jamie thank you for that email thank you both for your emails um, yeah I I have no recollection of this place
1: yeah the one other thing I wanted to comment on that I that left a strong impression me, with me it are the Imperials that she mentioned the arc the Arcadian people that they look like knights like in suits of armor yeah for some reason, that's like one of the things that stands out the most to me about this game. They, they almost feel like stormtroopers to me, like historic style stormtroopers. Right. The way you don't see their faces, the way they're mostly silent, imposing. No, the, uh, they never seem to catch anybody. They don't seem to be very good at their job. Yeah, they're
0: they're, they're bumbling idiots. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And except. Okay. All- oh, except you've got like the leaders. Like you've got the. The, the guy with, with with the horns, yeah.
0: Not the executioner. He's called the judge. The judge. That's right.
1: So uh, there's something about that that almost felt very Star Wars and stormtrooper y to me.
0: Yeah, uh, I found it strange that anybody from uh, Damascus talks with like an American accent, while anybody from Arcadia talks with a weird Cockney accent. <laughs> <laughs> um. So I was like, huh, that's that's strange, but yeah.
1: Uh, So so what are your thoughts? What are your impressions so far?
0: I I want to see more of this game. I have, I, I, what piqued my interest the most was we're doing this dumb thing. Vaughn wants to sneak into the palace and steal stuff. That's really stupid. But then he runs into two other thieves that are wanting to steal the exact same thing. And I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm down for this. This is what a, what a twist. And so, and then we team up and I'm like, okay. And I kind of like the sky pirate guy. He's kind of cool. Um, and obviously there's, there's a lot more involved there. Uh, we, I forgot to mention the cut scene with Vaughn with sitting there talking to his brother who's sitting in a chair. And he's, oh, yeah. he's asking him, was like, were you part of this, you know, betrayal of the King kind of thing. And, uh, it's, it's interesting so far. Um, yeah,
1: because you you can tell it's really still eating him up inside too, between that scene and some of the things that come up in the next hour or so.
0: Right. Oh, I'm sure he's got some words for Bosch. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, um, I, I so far I'm actually really enjoying this game. Uh, the combat's still kind of weird to me. Uh, I have not learned the ga- gambit system at all, so I still gotta I gotta dive deeper into that. Uh, but no, so far I'm I'm really enjoying it. Need to put more time yeah. into it.
1: I'm enjoying it maybe even a little bit more than I expected to, but for the most part, I'm kind of in limbo. I want to get back to the part where I got stuck and get past that and then be like, all right, I'm ready to see something new in this game. Right. Because so far, while I've liked all, almost all of the little bits we've done, that's a lot of dungeons so far, and I want to get to something more exciting.
0: Yeah. I think because this game is structured like an MMO, we're going to be in dungeons a lot. Yeah. Because that's all you do in MMOs is go through dungeons. <laughs> yep. I just want to find it.
1: I, I hope that it gets to the point where I don't despise the dungeons. Because it, the more we're in them, the more it's either going to sway towards it's okay or it's awful.
0: Have you used the fast forward at all? No. I probably should. Yeah. I set it to four, and I was like, this is a good idea. Because a battle instead of taking thirty seconds takes three seconds mm. it's it's fantastic,
1: oh, so it's in battles too. Those I ones. knew there was a speed up option, but I thought it was just for walking
0: around the world. No, you speed up everything, everything that you do. oh, cool. the only thing the only time it slows down is during cutscenes, so yeah, I mean you fast forward everything, so it makes grinding easy
1: yeah that's that's good i, I could have used that in the last game
0: yeah you're not kidding, but yeah that's it for us um if you'd like to send an email it's drew at z t g d dot com uh tell us about Final Fantasy twelve. We've got a few people I know that are playing along with us, so uh definitely send your emails out um I was going by a fact that's not finished. I didn't realize that until we got deeper in. And, um, so I don't know how far we're going to make it. Like, I guess we're just going by like, how far did you make it? Well, all right, we'll, we'll talk to there kind of thing, uh, which is fine, but it's, I know it's hard to send emails without, you know, spoiling stuff. So, but, uh, yeah, um, you can also tweet to us. I'm at DML Fury. Matt is at REMGS and the podcast itself is at ZTGD Phoenix down, but yeah, that's it for us. I uh, appreciate everybody listening. We're just in the very beginning of this game. I think I'm maybe four hours in, um, and we still got a long way to go, but we'll get there. Uh, and
1: it has to be in less time than than the last game.
0: I, I would, I would really hope so, because I don't think I'm getting married again. <laughs> and well, at only, least not in the next three months. Yeah, no, we're good. So, yeah, we, uh, we should be good there. Um, but, yeah, that's it. Until next time, I'm Drew. And I'm Matt. And we're out of here. You guys have a great week, and we'll be back next week with the continuation of Final Fantasy Twelve.